0: It's on? Oh. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, Wednesday night. Amen, Bible study. Amen. 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 Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto God. Amen, a workman that needeth not be ashamed. And so um, we praise God um, for Bible study, chance to to study the word of God. And that's what we're going to do tonight. Amen. With the help of the Lord, and um, uh, we actually have something tonight. Last week, Amen. That's one of those. That's one of those. You know, hereafter things. Mm-hmm. You don't understand now, but you will understand here after because we followed the Lord last week, but we just gotta feel the Lord's will was done. Amen. Praise, Praise God. God. <laughs> <laughs> amen. So but this week, amen, we're going to actually be directed in our study tonight. Uh, and we're gonna go to First Thessalonians chapter five, um, to help us with that. First Thessalonians chapter five. Uh pray everybody's well. Amen, amen. And uh doing well, um, continuing to stay strong. And I'm gonna say this, amen, especially now until until change comes in november vote amen amen (laughs) i'm gonna tell people amen as long as as long as i have an opportunity make sure you vote amen Amen. um vote early can't say vote early vote vote often that's what some people are thinking anyway but amen but vote amen your voice counts and so um want to encourage everyone to do that. But God's going to encourage us tonight in his word um, in 1 Thessalonians um, chapter 5. We praise God for it. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We're going to look at verses 16, 17, and 18. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 16, 17, and 18. And in the King James Version, it says, Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Uh, In the Message Version, those verses read this way. Be cheerful no matter what. Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you, who belong to Christ Jesus, to live. Amen. 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 Let's pray tonight, and then we'll study the Word. And and, uh, I think God will bless us tonight. But let's pray first. Father, we bless your name, and we thank you, God, for another day, God. We don't take anything for granted, God. you. You brought us to this day. You blessed us in this day. You sustained us in this day. And now, God, we want to thank you for this day and all that you've done. And, Father, we ask you now, God, to continue to show us your goodness by teaching us your word, oh, God. Yes, wow. Father. God, uh, cause us to see and understand. Help us to receive wisdom, knowledge, understanding. And may we grow in the things of God. Yes. And, Father, I pray your blessing. Upon everyone under the sound of my voice, may they receive tonight everything that you have for them. And God, I just want to thank you for the privilege of sharing your word. And God, I just pray that you will strengthen me by your spirit to do it in a way that will bring you joy. And Father, I just praise you now and we glorify you now for what you're about to do. In Jesus' name. name. Amen. 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 Pray the Lord so we just read first uh, Thessalonians chapter 5 um, uh, 16 17 and 18 and I like what the message version says where it says um this is the way God wants you who belong to Christ Jesus to live and you know that's what we want to talk about tonight with these verses and I, I really do think that 12 through 22 um, 1st Thessalonians 5 is some really good teaching for the way God wants us to live. Amen. And, and that's how I look at this. Amen. This is sort of a teaching for us on the way God wants us to live. And in verse 16, in fact, before we even get to it, I mean, you know, verse 16 says, rejoice evermore. You know, um, the New Living Translation says, always be joyful. Mm-hmm. Um, verse 17 says, pray without ceasing. New Living Translation says, never stop praying. And, and then in verse 18, in everything, give thanks. Um, and the New Living Translation pretty much says the same thing, that we should give thanks for all things. And, you know, you think about this. Always be joyful. Really? Really? <laughs> Really? never stop praying really right in everything give thanks it, it almost seems like these are unreasonable commands that we can't do but the one thing that we learn about the word of God is that God never tells us to do something that through his power we can't do That's yeah, true. so these are not unreasonable commands and so we need to take a look at them um and look at them a little bit closer. So let, let's look at um, starting at verse 16. Because it says rejoice evermore. Just two words. Amen. Three words in the New Living Translation. Always be joyful. Rejoice forevermore. And the conversation here will often start with the difference between what? Joy and happiness. Right. That happiness is based more on what? Circumstances. Yeah, circumstances, mm-hmm. right? And some people like to say happiness is based on what happens to right. you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there's some truth to that, that, you know, you can be happy because something good happened to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we understand then that the flip side of that coin is if something unpleasant happened to you, now you are unhappy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, and so happiness, then, if it's if it's truly tied to circumstances, and I believe we can agree that it is, then happiness fluctuates. It will go up and down, depending on what happens to us, and how long it's up and how long it's down depends upon how long we're in whatever situation we're in. Some people have been unhappy for years, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Because things have happened to them on the whole that they would rather not have had happen. And so they're unhappy. Um, mm-hmm. And some people have been riding a wave, man. And they're just happy. They're singing. They, they and Then what's his name? Jim Kelly? Gene Kelly? <laughs> Gene, Gene Kelly. Kelly. Singing in the rain. <laughs> yes. Right? I'm, go ahead, sing. I'm adult. not singing it. You don't know how it goes? Nope. <laughs> but there's some people, right? They're singing in the rain, right? They're just happy, mm-hmm. you know? They're like Pharrell. You know that song? <laughs> how it goes. That's really easy because it says... Happy. Yes, I- I'm happy, right? But, but they, <laughs> right? Because things are going well for them. Mm-hmm. But, but again, happiness, if it's based on things that happen to you, it can fluctuate. And, how, and it's not even, it can fluctuate in, in from one moment to the next. Oh, yeah. You can be fine, and then somebody says something, doesn't say something, do, they, they do something, they don't do something, and next thing you know, your happiness turns sour. Oh, yeah. Right? But joy is not like that, right? Joy. It's one of those things that we say, okay, it's not happiness. Joy is not dependent upon what happens to you. Right. But we 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 it's sometimes like we we take biblical words and we kinda know what they mean. <laughs> like faith, right? Like how many people say, "Now faith is the substance of things hopeful, for, the evidence of things not seen." But then when you try to look at those words, you kind of well, what does that mean right. exactly? Right. Yeah. You know, um, and joy is a little bit like that. Cause you say about joy, you say, well, joy <laughs> is not like happiness because happiness is depending upon things that happen to you and joy is more constant. Right. Okay. But you just tell you, that's not really telling me what joy is, Right. Uh-huh. right? It's just telling me how long it's there. <laughs> it's more <laughs> constant, uh-huh. but why is it more constant? And what is it that makes it more constant? And then, you know, because we, we, we tend to get biblical and spiritual, we then say, like Nehemiah 8 and 10, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yeah. Okay. I get that. <laughs> but, but I'm still stuck with that joy. What is joy? And, and, and why is it different from happiness? And so a lot of people have different things about joy, but I want to offer something to you today. That maybe can help. It's not saying that this is the be all end all uh, definition, but maybe it's something that could be helpful. Uh, thinking about joy this way. If 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 happiness is something that kind of fluctuates and, and does fluctuate, there's an instability to it, right? Mm-hmm. Because it all depends on what's going on. But joy, we can think of joy as a settled, a settled contentment, a, a settled confidence. And and a settled hope, right? So I think, and I think that word settled is important, right? Because that that gives us that uh, that sense of steadiness and stability um, and permanence, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. It's settled. Joy is something that's settled. It's not Mm -hmm. here today, gone tomorrow. It's settled. It's there. Mm -hmm. And it's a settled contentment. Right, mm-hmm. a settled sort of satisfaction. W- where you are mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean everything is exactly the way you yeah. want it to be. Mm-hmm. Right, Paul said, I learned in all ways. Right, whether I'm in lack or, or whether I'm full, he said, I learned what therewith to be content. <laughs> So contentment is not dependent upon how much you have or don't have. Contentment says, whether I have or don't have, I'm good, right? Right? I'm content. Right? Um, doesn't mean you're complacent. You can be content and still be wanting more from God. Right. In fact, I believe content people are looking for God for more, and not because they're greedy or anything like that. Or why aren't you satisfied? But God wants to overflow your cup. Right. So, you know, you can be looking for more from God and still be content. Yeah. Right. Because, you you know, you, you're good where you are. And, and you can be at the place that you know, we were talking a couple of weeks ago. We had a, a sermon, right? Even if he doesn't. Right. So you can pray to God and yep. ask him for something and believe it's going to happen. But even if he doesn't, he doesn't. you're right. good. See, that's joy. See, you're content still because it doesn't, it's not, oh, God gave it to me. Oh, I'm happy. God didn't give it to me. I'm mad. See, that's happiness. But when you have joy, you can ask God, but because you're settled with a settled contentment, it comes, it doesn't come, you're good. It comes right away. It takes a long time to come. You're good. Right. Right. And then you have that joy. But what else we said is a settled contentment and a settled confidence. Confidence is something the Bible tells us that we can't, we shouldn't throw away our confidence. We have to have confidence, right? Didn't God tell Joshua that he was to be strong and very courageous? You know, and when you're yeah. courageous. I mean, you yeah. see, one of the things that I don't, I, I think it overlooked about being a Christian is being courageous. You have to have guts to be a Christian. Yeah. I mean and to live that Christian life and to live that overcoming life. Mm-hmm. You know, um the Bible declares in Exodus that God is a man of war. Yes. Right? Um and David, you know, you think about the great man of God. Abraham even knew how look look what happened when uh what who it was Lot? Mhm. Abraham and Lot. Yeah, when Lot got taken, didn't Lot get 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 all his stuff taken? When they had the five oh, kings against four. I don't know. I don't know what. Sorry. Y'all looking at me like I made that up. I know <laughs> that's in my Bible now. The five kings against four. It's gotta be like in Genesis like fourteen. And I thought Lot had gotten gotten all taken and everything, and, and they had the war, five kings against four, and Abraham took all the men in his house who knew how to fight. It was three hundred and eighteen men, so I know I'm not making that up. <laughs> okay, I believe you. <laughs> I don't know where it is. <laughs> but anyway, the only point was is that Abraham knew how to fight, mm-hmm. the father of the faith. You know, and so we have to be courageous. You know, Joshua. Know how? To, why are you laughing, Brandy? Oh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Anyway, it's it's good to be courageous, amen. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and, and so we we have to have that confidence and, and, and so joy is that settled contentment, that settled confidence. Yes, right? it was lot. It was lot Genesis fourteen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Holy Spirit wins again. <laughs> yes. Praise God. But that settled uh, uh, contentment, that settled confidence, and that settled hope. And it's in your heart and it's in your mind. And here's the thing, though, talking about the Holy Spirit. And, and joy is produced by the Spirit, right? How, well, how do you know that? Because joy is a fruit of the Spirit. The Bible yes. tells us, yes. right? Love, joy, peace, long suffering, and so forth, right? Yes. Joy is a second fruit of the Spirit that that is listed in the bible yes. right and if it's a fruit of the spirit then you understand the eternal nature of it and the permanency of it and that's why it's not something that is going to come and go right yes um and so it's it's this settled contentment this settled confidence this settled um uh, hope that's produced by the spirit in us you can't conjure it up on your own right. you can't fake joy because it's it's produced by The Spirit of God. And it gives us an assurance that, glory to God, it gives us an assurance that everything is going to be all right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things that, like so many things in God, really doesn't make sense to our natural minds. Mm -hmm. Right? Because, and again, I don't think joy necessarily means you're walking around with a beam on your face all the time. That's not what it is. Right, right. It's it's not that again. It's a settledness, right? Mm-hmm. It's 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 probably one of those things that you know. It's it's not so much recognizable because you're jumping up and down and doing cartwheels, mm-hmm. but it's the opposite, right? That you almost maintain a steadiness. Um, yeah. You, you know, you maintain a steadiness. You know, and that's where that strength is is exuded. Um, And so joy, I would like to think of it as that settledness, right? I'm content, I'm confident, you know, I'm hopeful, and I'm not doing it. The Holy Spirit is doing it, and it lets me know things are going to be all right. And the reason why is because unlike happiness, which is tied to things which change, in the end, our joy is tied to a God who doesn't. That's the thing. See, see... Happiness is tied to things, but joy is 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 connected to God right because of fruit of the spirit So it's connected to God and it's to and it's connected to a God who doesn't change And so whether we're joyful or not is not going to change based on changeable things It's going to remain steady because it's based on an unchangeable God yeah, and it flows for for his for from his love for us um, we're going to talk about that in a second That connection between joy and love But th- let's talk first That Paul in, in, in um, Philippians 4 and 4 Says that we should rejoice always
1: mm-hmm. And
0: again I say rejoice And so you hear again Paul talking about always rejoicing Yes Um. Always and, and, and this is the thing, you know, I think for all of us, if we are honest, we can say we don't always do anything, right? But that's part of the challenge in our growth, right? But it doesn't mean we can't get there. It doesn't mean we can't get better mm-hmm. and do things more often than not as we grow and mature in God. Um, but that's the goal, right? To rejoice always, rejoice evermore. And Paul says, rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. Look, we talked for a moment about the connection between joy and love. Let's turn to John chapter 15 for a second. Because I think, you know, again, it's so important for us to understand that God loves us. I, I know years ago I used to tease my wife all the time. <laughs> and I used to tell her yep. God loves me. Right. Yep. And and I told her I'm not saying God doesn't love you, but you got to know that for yourself. I of mean, you know that. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You have to know that for yourself. You know, you know, it's good that someone I can tell you God loves you, but if you don't know that for yeah, yourself, then it's going to be hard for you to receive his love, you know. And I used to tell my wife all the time, like, we were living in Virginia, um, and in the summertime, right, thunderstorms were like uh, everyday occurrence because it would get so humid down there. And she would tell me, you're not taking an umbrella? I leave work in the morning. You're not taking an umbrella? Nope. Why? It's not going to rain on me. (laughs) Why not? God loves me. (laughs) And I wouldn't take an umbrella. (laughs) And I think secretly, after a couple of days when it didn't rain on me, it rained. But it didn't rain while I was out. No, it didn't. It might rain like right before I leave the office, but when I leave, it cleared up. It might rain when I was on the train, but when I got off the train, it cleared up. It might have rained when I was on the bus, but by the time I got off the bus, it cleared up. And so she's like, you got wet today? No. Nope. Said, oh, okay. And I think secretly she was she was hoping, man, Lord, just let it rain on him just once. <laughs> no, never, never. <laughs> but I used to say that all the time. I used to say it's not going to rain on me because God loves me. And I was I was half joking. I was I was half joking about the rain because look, whether it rains on you or not, it's not indicative of whether God loves you. So it's just being silly. But what I wasn't being silly about was the truth of my words. God loves me, right? Of course. And I was just like sort of messing around with something that I believed—not I shouldn't say messing around. I was just making a joke, you know, a lighthearted joke, but yet on something that I truly believe—believed in my heart. God loves me, and I—and nobody can't tell me different. And you can't tell me because something happens to me. What happened? Well, I thought you said God loves you. God does love me. And I believe all of us have to have that and, 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 you know, sometimes we need to say that to somebody and tell them Mm -hmm. God loves you and we can show them in the Word that you know how God is love and how God so loved the world that he gave his son and, and, and you know, what manner of love is this that we Mm -hmm. should be called the sons of God? I mean, these are the scriptures that, you know, and so many others that can just talk to us about the love of God and we need to share that love with other people. But anything that's shared has to be received, right? And if you are a child of God, you have to know that you know that you know that no matter what, God loves me. See, that's a game changer. Mm -hmm. That's a game changer. And that's a big part of joy, right? Um, That's a big part of joy. You say, why do you say that? Well, let's look at John chapter 15. And let's look at verse 9. Jesus says here, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandment, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you. What things? <laughs> things about how much I love you how much the father loves me abiding in my love the Mm -hmm. same way I abide in my father's love. What things, these things I've talked to you about love. I told you these things. Why? So that your joy might remain in you. Mm -hmm. My joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. And see, so I, I look at, there's a there's a link here between the expression and the talking of love and of joy. If you know that God loves you and that's settled in your heart and in mm-hmm. your spirit, right, then as things change in your life, you don't change with them because you have that settledness of, yep, yeah, that's, that's true, but God loves me <laughs> yeah. and this thing is going to work out god loves me so i'm not going to get too high or too low because god loves me god's got me Amen? amen and so that's 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 the thing and so now if we look at joy from that standpoint that is something that's settled something that's a confidence and a contentment and a and a hope uh, that's settled something that's produced by the Holy Spirit Something that gives us an assurance that no matter what everything is going to work out because it's linked to an unchanging God mm-hmm. And in his love for us now you start to understand isn't joy is not some e- it's not an emotion, right? It's not it's so much more than that and it's something that can form an anchor in our soul When life tries to take us this way that way and the other yes. way yeah. when you have joy you don't you just don't you don't flow and just go wherever the water wants to take you right right you're you're more steady and, and you're more stable and so first Thessalonians then going back to that chapter five when Paul says you know rejoice evermore it's not about shouting from the rooftop really right it's about maintaining that joy always that joy that can be full that gives you that steadiness in your spirit. Amen. So really, it's, I think it gives us a steadiness about ourselves. And it's not so much, you know, being happy. Amen. Yes. Um, it's, it's better than that. It really is. Because you can be going through things that are negative or hard or challenging. And you haven't lost your joy. And we're going to continue reading because I think we'll we'll see some... Some other things in here too of how these verses are connected 16, 17, and 18. So let's go to 17. Uh, pray without ceasing or never stop praying. Pray without ceasing. Now, that, again, we talk about things. how in the world can I pray without ceasing? God, I have to do other things. I have to go to work. I have to talk to my kids. I have, right? You know what I mean? It's like, how in the world? Right? And obviously, it's not saying. Pray, you know, no it, it it's not saying do nothing but pray. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's saying pray no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like and it's, it's and it's about a combination of what I'm gonna say is your scheduled prayer. When I say scheduled prayer I meaning, you know, maybe that time on your face or on your knees. Mm-hmm. And then those instant prayers, right, that just are you communing with God throughout your day. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And the combination of the scheduled time and the more spontaneous time that you just do instantly throughout your day is how you, you know what I mean? That you, it's almost like a constant contact now with Mm God. Right. And it's a praying spirit almost. There there was a song, uh, Lord, give me a praying spirit. I'm not going to ask you to sing it because I know you're going to say no. But. (laughs) You remember that song, Brandon? Lord, give me a praying spirit. Mm-mm. And um, but that's what it's about, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not about you always like on your knees or always on your face and praying because that's unrealistic. We have things to do, but we can still have that sense of being in constant contact with God and that awareness of Him and that presence of Him and that communication. With him, right, and if we, and it says say do that, now you think about some of the scriptures, right? Um, I didn't even write this down, but it's uh, Luke eighteen and one, right, where uh, Jesus told that parable of the unjust judge, mm-hmm. right, and he said, and that parable was about he taught them how men ought always to pray mm-hmm. and never and not faint mm-hmm. and not to faint. Um, Men ought always to pray And you think about that How the devil tries to get you from stopping to pray Mm -hmm. And you know with little tricks Like well God's going to do What he wants to do anyway So why should you pray You should pray because the Bible says Pray without ceasing The Bible says men ought always to pray Right Right Um, No we need to stay in constant contact With God And see again When we stay in constant contact with God and God is love, I'm telling you, when you're praying and you spend time with God, I know everyone who's prayed can testify to this, that you experience God's love in prayer. Yeah. He says things to you and shares things with you. And sometimes he just surrounds you in such a way that you know your love. And that comes through in prayer many times when you're spending time with God talking to God fellowshipping with God you sense his love he expresses his love to you and now think about how now that gets linked back to the joy oh, yes. you see that you say well how can I how can I you know uh, rejoice evermore well if you're always praying and God is you know just showering you with his love and we talked about the connection between joy and love. Mm-hmm. Then you can see how you can be filled with that joy because you stay in God. That's why Jesus was saying, if you abide in me, right. right, you abide in me, you you reside in me, you stay, you dwell, and your joy will be full. And so the Bible tells us that we should pray all the time. Amen. Uh, and again, nobody... Listen, watch television. Go ahead. Go ahead and post your stuff on Facebook. Go ahead. It's not saying you can't do those right. things. We're not, we're not mm-hmm. being literal like that. But it's about that you have a connection to God that as you just go about your day, you you know, your God is never too far away from you. Right. You know what I mean? And sometimes you're just talking to him. anybody. Just talk to God during the day as, you, as you're going about stuff you just talking to him. Talk to him. And watch this. Like he's a person. <laughs> right. Because he is a person, right? I mean, right? You talk to him. And and that's the way we can sort of stay in that, that always praying type of a scenario. Right? It doesn't mean you're always asking God for stuff. It's that you're just always communicating with yes. him. Yes. You're always in contact with him. Um... You know, I think about you know. There's been times for me when I'm going through a hard period where, or a challenge, and in prayer, you know, God will remind. It's, it's funny how God does. God remind you of things in prayer, like when you're praying, it's like you're you're asking for something. And he doesn't like answer what you're asking him. He just reminds you of something else. Oh, yeah. Like. <laughs> Like he, you know, you be asking him like, oh, "How come this not working out, Lord? How come this not working out?" And then he'll remind you of the scripture, "I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." That's all he will do. He just remind you of that, and you put it together. You go, "I got what you're saying, Lord. Okay, I can do this." And now you're ready to go out there and try. Ch- See, that's the thing when 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 you know when God speaks to you and and He encourages you and 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 again that love just comes out. It can change your perspective on stuff, Yes. right? But that's why we need to be praying. And the devil knows how important prayer is to us. We talked about a couple of weeks ago how often Jesus was praying and how he made sure he right. got to his quiet place and how important that is. And that's why the devil wants to try everything in his trick bag to get us to believe we shouldn't be praying. Right. The devil is a liar, amen? amen. The Bible is amen. true, Amen. Yeah, we need to pray without ceasing. Now, let's look at a couple of scriptures, amen. Um, I'm not going to look at all of these, but let's look at Romans 12, 12. Romans 12 and 12. It says, it says here that, um, it says, Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Continuing instant in prayer. Uh, the Amplified Version says be constant in prayer. Oh. And in Ephesians 6 and 18, it tells us that we should be praying always, right? You know, in the a, in a spirit and without understanding. But we should be praying always. Um, and one of the scriptures I, I um, am often reminded of by God is First Timothy 2 and 8, when it says, I will that men pray everywhere. Mm -hmm. lifting up holy hands without wrath or doubting, right? Because that's the truth. We can pray everywhere, Right. amen? You don't have to just be in your prayer closet. You don't just have to be in church. You don't just have to be alone. You can pray in a crowded room. Mm -hmm. Nobody know anything that's going on because you're just communing Mm -hmm. with God. I remember sharing this before, and I'll share it again with those who may not have heard, but I can't tell you how often, Somebody comes to me and they, Jeff, I need your advice on something. And you know what I'm saying to myself when people ask me for advice, I go, oh, Lord. Because I'm thinking, what do, what do I know? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you the truth. I'm like, oh, Lord. Especially because you feel people are going to listen to you. Right. You don't yeah. want to lead them astray, right? Mm-hmm. And so if people ask, they come into me, and I'm looking them straight in the eye, and mm-hmm. all I'm doing is, Lord, help me mm-hmm. to give this person what to say. I'm looking at him, but I'm praying. Lord, give me what to say to them, because you know what they need right now. But I'm just looking. Right? <laughs> and they think, you know, I am making eye contact, and I'm and really, I might not even be hearing what they're saying right then. Because I'm just, Lord. Lord. <laughs> Amen. Yep. But you can pray like that. You can pray anywhere, right? And that's why that, and when you do that, it then becomes where you're praying so much, you don't even know how much you're praying. But you talk to God so often and so freely, it's so it becomes second nature. Yes, that's true. I talk to God out loud. Sometimes my wife comes, she goes, Oh, you talking again? I'm like, Yeah. I just be talking. I be having a good old time, amen. I know I'm not the only one either. I know some of y'all out there be talking to God out loud, amen. And then people come, you try to play it off. <laughs> I don't play off nothing, amen. <laughs> I'll talk to God, amen. Who you talking to? I'm talking to God, mind your business, amen. That's Bible. <laughs> what? You're talking yes. to God, mind your business. No, not talking to God, mind your business, but mind, Jesus, business. mind your business in the Bible. <laughs> Jesus told John, what's it to you? That's it, that not mind your business. Amen. <laughs> Jesus can say it, I can say it. Amen. What's it to you? I'm talking to God. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Um, but we can pray. So let's think about this. And we're gonna go to Thanksgiving, and we're gonna we're gonna stop for the night. Right? Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing. And then the last one is what? In all things, right? Give thanks. Yes. But this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, right. many times we look at this and the teaching always starts with that first word, which is important because it says, in everything, give thanks, right? Mm -hmm. Not for everything, right? But in every situation, give thanks, right? Give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And again, we talk about it's not easy to rejoice evermore, it's not easy, naturally, to pray without ceasing. And giving thanks in every situation. Right? You know what that would mean if we give thanks in every situation? You know what that would eliminate? Complaining. Yes, indeedy, Brown. It would get rid of complaining. <laughs> <laughs> it would, right? Listen, God doesn't like complaining, right? Numbers 11 and 1. When the people complain, it displeased the Lord. Amen god doesn't like complaining the bible says do everything without murmuring and disputing right which with which means without complaining and arguing right that we're to do everything that god doesn't like complaining um but it says here in all things give thanks right and the only way we can do that is that we have to understand that wherever we find ourselves and somebody really needs to hear this tonight because somebody's thinking this and it's not true that wherever we find ourselves no matter how bad it is it's not the end of the story no. right sometimes we put a period where God's only put a comma like like God's not finished yet and yet we think okay that's it but but no matter how bad it is and, and this may not make you happy but it should maybe be enlightening No matter how bad it is, we need to understand something. It could be worse. Mm -hmm. That's just the truth. It could be worse. And if it could be worse, then that means, and if it's not, then even that's something to be thankful for. Now you say, okay, that's small consolation. Yeah, but don't, we shouldn't despise, right, the day of small beginnings. We don't despise small things because small things can make a huge difference, right? Because you can build on top of those things. It's the same way, like, you know, I believe thankfulness is not only having that understanding of, well, things could be worse. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, sometimes we get and we have pity parties and we're in a bad situation and we just think, woe is me, you know, and we actually exaggerate our situation. Mm -hmm. Because we want sympathy or we want someone to feel sorry for us or, you know, misery loves company, whatever the case may be. But... If we know it could be worse that gives us a perspective that can lead us to still being thankful even though we're in a situation that we'd rather not be in the other thing that could put us there is having a real appreciation for other people's suffering Mm. you know what I mean because there are people who are going through some things and you don't have to look that far you know what I mean Mm. And some of the people you know are really going through some challenges and going through some some trials and tribulations. Other times, you might read something, either on social media or in a, or in a magazine, newspaper, or whatever, see it in a news story or whatever the case may be. And if your heart is sensitive to the suffering of other people, it won't just go over your head. You oh, yeah. know what I mean? Like something yeah. will happen, and, and you'll look at that and go, oh, my gosh, look at that. And you'll actually you pray because, again, you pray without ceasing. You go, God, help that family. Yes. You know what I mean? Because you just found out that house got burned out. Lord, help that family. That's right. Lord, there's something I can do. Just let me know. You know what I mean? Because you're sensitive to the suffering of others. And I'm telling you, when you're sensitive to other people's suffering, you're not so quick to just talk about how bad you're suffering. That's true. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And so when you want to talk about being thankful in all situations, right, part of it is having a perspective that doesn't make that you don't think that 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 you're that you're a victim um but the other thing too is man let me say this we have a lot to be thankful for yeah and, and look i'm not going to speak for everybody and i'm not going to try to be presumptuous but i would just say to everybody think about some. i mean, I mean you know you think about some of the people in your life mm-hmm you know, and if you got good people in your life, that's something to be thankful for right there. Amen? Yeah. You know, you got a good parents. You got good kids. You got a good spouse. Good friends. Yeah, maybe, you know, everybody doesn't do everything they want you to do. But how many of you know, you don't do everything other people want you to do either. You so know what I call that? I call that even. Amen? Yeah. So, so... <laughs> that's just even right mm-hmm. but 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 man, you know we got good things and if you got a roof over your head, yeah, maybe it's not the best house on the block or whatever, but you know what you got a roof yeah that's true you know what I mean maybe it's not the best car, but you got a ride you know and maybe you know whatever there's things you know, mm-hmm. and you say, well yeah yeah I know that, I know that. yeah it's not about knowing it it's it's about being thankful for it yeah it's about actually saying God Lord, I thank you. I thank you for my children. Oh, yes. Yeah. I thank you for my parents. I thank you for my house. I thank you for my job. How many people complain about their job? Right. But if it was taken away, oh, even get my job. but you you weren't even thankful for it. Come on, somebody. I mean, we complain about stuff that we should be thankful for. And it doesn't have to be the best thing in the world in order Mm -hmm. for us to be thankful for it. Again, you could be in a worse situation, Mm -hmm. right? Hate this job, you could be jobless, right? Be thankful for it, right? And I believe that that thankfulness actually opens up the door to greater, right? Because, you know, if you truly appreciate what God has, God is a giver. God will continue to overflow and give and give because, yes, that's what he does. Right. But if you show him that he's giving you stuff and you don't even appreciate it, then you you can cut off your flow of blessings simply by being ungrateful. Yeah. Right. And, you know, that's why the scripture said, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Right, yeah. this, right. Mm-hmm. Was that Psalm 100? Did that have it stuff? Is that Psalm yeah. 100? Mm-hmm. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good; His mercy is everlasting; His truth endures to all generations. Right. So we gotta be thankful. But here's the other thing about being thankful in all things. Let me think about some scriptures that help tie it together. Romans 8 and 28. Right. All things, what, work, work together work. for the good. For the good. Now, we quote that scripture, if we believe that scripture, then it helps us to be thankful in all things. Mm -hmm. Because we are believing that all things, even the not so necessarily good things right now, are working together for our good. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, Philippians 4 and 6 also, right, tells us, be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. With Mm -hmm. thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. make our request known unto God right right. and so you know as we pray we are to pray with thanksgiving which is very interesting when you think about our scriptures tonight because it talks about in Philippians 4 and 6 be anxious for nothing but by prayer and thanksgiving right mm-hmm. and everything for prayer and thanksgiving make your request known unto God with uh, prayers and supplications, make your prayers known unto God. And so that's what we have to do. And then it says, and then the peace of God, yeah. which passes all understanding, shall keep in God our heart and mind. Which I think brings us back to that joy, right? Our heart and mind is kept steady. And it's because we're praying. And when we're praying, we're praying with the thankfulness. Mm-hmm. And now we're in a good spot. But, you know, being thankful. All things are working together for the good. Yeah, I don't like this thing right here. But God has a plan for me. God says, I know the plans I have yeah. for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Right? Plans to give you a future and a hope. That's the plans that God has for us. Yeah. And if we believe that, then you go, okay, this is not good. But you know what? God's got something for me. Mm-hmm. Did, I tell you, did I say this? Um, Two things and then we're getting on the We're going to leave. But... I was, I was, uh, you know, I was trying to get some, you know, get some, some work, business. And I have been working this thing, this particular angle for a long time. And, and, uh, you know, it's now it got into decision-making time. You know, you did all that you can. And you're like, okay, Lord, you've been, I've been praying and believing and like, you know, and asking God what to do, and all the rest of it, and it came to decision-making time, and then they dragging their feet, and then I finally, okay, well, what's going on, I'm trying to be patient, and then I finally get the answer, nah, we're gonna do something, though, and, and then I got it by text message, of all things, it's one thing, man, that's one thing, it's a cold world today, man, you know what I mean, people, you know, you, 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 you engaged to be married and somebody break off the engagement by a text. Like that. <laughs> they can't even call you. <laughs> they can't even talk to you. It's a cold world out there, man. If I got a text message saying, no, they're not going to do it. And I remember I was about to go out and do the lawn. And I was like, man, Lordy. I said, how did that happen? And then I just stopped. And I said, that's okay. The Lord's got something else for me. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth. Emotionally, it bothered me. But spiritually, that's... I mean, it's like, I got there like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting. Right? Because I don't know what it is. Like, I just said it like, like where it come from. It's like I didn't even think it. It was like, God got something else for me. And that's how we have to be. When things don't work out for you, you know, all things give thanks. Why? Because if it doesn't work out, God got something else for you. <laughs> You have to believe that. Amen. You have to believe that. And again, that'll give you that joy and that'll allow you to, you know, to, to stay in contact with God and it'll allow you to give thanks. The last thing I want to do is a scripture I want to read to you, which I think is, is something that I believe kind of ties this part of it together. It's Isaiah three and 10. It says, say ye to the righteous that it shall be well with him glory to god and when you you realize that we are the righteousness of god in him right through christ jesus Mm -hmm. then say ye to the righteous means say amen to those who are in christ say what that it shall be well with him Mm -hmm. amen and if we hold on to things like that say to the righteous that it shall be well with him then you know something I, I can still be thankful in my situation oh, yes. right now. Yeah, everything's not working exactly the way I want it to be, but I can be thankful. The last thing is, as we're going to close here, is is that it says in verse 18, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Oh, and Many times we just tie that to verse 18, and maybe it's written that way. But I believe in a lot of ways we could tie this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you to 16, 17, and 18. Right, because Mm -hmm. the word of God supports that, right? Rejoice evermore. That's the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning Mm -hmm. you, right? Right, you know, pray without ceasing. That's the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning Mm -hmm. you and being thankful. That's the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you, amen? And so this is how God would want us to live, right? Always joyful, right? that doesn't mean you're always happy, but you're always joyful. You're, you're always praying, and you're always giving thanks. Yes, mm-hmm. Amen. That's where God wants us to be, and this is the thing. It's the will of God in Christ Jesus, which means it's not that we must do it, but right. it's that we can do it. Amen? Amen. Because we can live according to the Word of God, which is the expression of His will, because His Spirit empowers us to do it. Amen? Yeah. Glory to God, amen. let's pray tonight. We get ready to leave. We bless God for the word Father, we thank you for the word that you've spoken unto us, O God, and Father, we're praying, oh God, for the help of the Holy Spirit, that we can rejoice evermore, oh God, that we can pray without ceasing, yes, and God, that in everything that we can give thanks unto you and Father God, we just bless your name god for sharing with us your word tonight for opening up our eyes and and father god just strengthening us in our spirit giving us a deeper understanding of the word of god and the will of god father we pray that your will will be done in our lives that father god that by the result of uh uh, the word that was spoken unto us that we shall be changed and transformed tonight and father we just give you the praise in advance by faith because we believe that the Holy Spirit is at work in us. And so, Father, we, we just give you glory and we give you thanks. Father, I just ask you now to look upon everyone yes, uh, under the sound of my voice. Bless them in their home, in their hearts, oh God. Father God, someone is looking unto you earnestly tonight in prayer. Father, I pray that you will reveal yourself unto them in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, that you will answer their prayer speedily yes, in Lord. Jesus' yes, name. I pray, God, that you will strengthen the weak. I pray, God, that you will heal those who are sick in their bodies. And, Father, uh, just strengthen those, O God, who are feeling like they want to give up, O God. Just blow a fresh wind in their soul, O God, that will allow them to hang on a little bit longer until they can see the glory of the Lord, the goodness of God in the land of the living. And, Father, we give you praise and we give you thanks for doing it. Now, God, we just release everything in, in, into your hands. Continue yes. to work on us, oh God. Continue to bless us, oh God. And we will bless you right back. We give you praise and honor because you are a good God. We yes. love you and we cherish you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Amen.